Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, a few little housekeeping items and updates to go over. First of all, if you haven't checked out the merch yet, you have to check it out. It is incredible. We have t-shirts, long sleeves, and crewnecks. And yes, of course, it is an amazing way to support seeing other people and support me in making this podcast happen. But it's also an amazing gift for your friends. We have t-shirts that say emotional support human, which you can get for an emotional support human in your life. We also have sweatshirts that say not seeing other people for your friend who just got engaged or just DTR'd with that person they've been obsessing over and so much more. So definitely check that out at www.wearenoose.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-N-U-S. Of course, that'll be in the show notes and also in the link in bio on Instagram. And I also just have to say, I am so honored that everyone who has signed up for an emotional support human session or a dating app profile revamp has come in fully open-minded and open-hearted, and we've done amazing things in these sessions. Um, The profile revamps have been going incredibly, and I'm getting amazing feedback from people like the next day saying they're already seeing an improvement in their incoming likes and their matches and just the quality of people that they're getting. So that makes me so happy and excited. And to everyone who signed up for an emotional support human um, session. I really just, I love getting to know you guys better and getting to help you through whatever's going on in your dating lives. So if you haven't signed up for those yet or are curious to learn more, head to the link in my Instagram bio and sign up for a session or just check them out, read them, figure out what they're all about. And of course, I have an amazing episode coming up today. And in a few minutes, I'm also going to announce a new partnership that just launched that I couldn't be more excited about. So I'm going to shut up so we can get into it so we can learn a lot hang out with Jen Glance, and have a great time. Hey guys, it's Alana, and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. We have such a great, great, great episode today. I know I say that every time, and I know I say I truly mean it every time, but this episode is fucking fantastic. I am talking to Jen Glance, who created the company Bridesmaid for Hire. She actually goes, gets hired to be a bridesmaid or maid of honor and help with all of the things that can go wrong during a wedding or during wedding planning during the day of. And she has created an incredible business. She also has written three books. Uh, all My Friends Are Engaged, Always Be a Bridesmaid, and Finally the Bride. Um, I'm sorry, Always Be a Bridesmaid for Hire. Um, and she has a podcast called You're Not Getting Any Younger. And she is so smart. She has gone through so much in her career and and in her personal dating life, we talk about how she was single for a very long time while all of her friends were getting engaged. She was always truly the bridesmaid or the person who was single at weddings. And she has a lot of incredible advice. And this is just an all around incredible episode. So I'm so excited. We're going to get right into it. So if you know me, you know that my favorite thing in the world besides dogs is cookies, which is why I have officially partnered up with the coolest company out there, Batter That Matters. Batter That Matters was actually created in my hometown, and not only do their cookies taste incredible, but they also sell cookies that are vegan, gluten-free, or vegan and gluten-free. You might be wondering, well, why does their batter matter? I'll tell you. Up to 50% of their profits are donated to a different charity every season, which means you get to eat incredible cookies and do good all at the same time. Right now, I'm obsessing over the fall collection, which includes snickerdoodle, apple oatmeal, chocolate chip pumpkin, and chocolate chip carrot cake cookies. How amazing. 
The fall collection is the perfect addition to your Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving dinner, a great pick-me-up to your friend who just got dumped, or something to treat yourself with for making it to a third date, because we all know that is impossible these days. Batter That Matters ships nationwide for free, and I'm obviously hooking you up with a discount code, so head to ourbattermatters.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 10% off your purchase. And obviously, I can't wait to find out how much you guys love them. And trust me, if you get these for your family or your friends, they are going to be so forever grateful and thankful and love you forever if they don't already. Ourbattermatters.com. All right, Jen Glantz, welcome to Seeing Other People. I am so excited to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself to the Seeing Other People family? Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Jen Glantz. I am the most well-known for a business I started in 2014 called Bridesmaid for Hire, where yes, strangers literally hire me to be their bridesmaid. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've worked hundreds of weddings, but I was always the bridesmaid for my own friends before this gig. So I was the last person in my friend group to get married by many, many years. I was always single. I couldn't even get a second date. And I thought that that slogan, always a bridesmaid, was going to be my future. So I just turned it into a business. And I love what I do, even though it's odd. And that's really a huge part of my identity. I love it so much. I remember the first time I heard about you and what you did. I think I saw an article and then I like started looking into you. This was this was like over a year ago, for way before we actually got in touch. And I was like, this is fucking genius. And this is something that like, I should do because I have a lot of best friends and any of my friends who are listening to this are going to laugh because it, it it truly is true. We're like, there are so many people who's like, I'm going to be their bridesmaids to like the point where I don't think I can have bridesmaids because it'd be the whole wedding. And so it's like, I am going to become a professional at this. And with what I do for a living, it's like, why not actually just like do this for people? Um, but it is so cool that you did that. And it's also so interesting that you were the one who was single when all of your friends were getting engaged and married. And I know that's a big thing that a lot of people struggle with, especially right now. I know anytime I refresh my Instagram feed, it's like there are five new people getting engaged. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Oh yeah. Um, It was shocking to me because like, I feel like from 23 to 30, everyone I knew got engaged. And that was a period in my life where that was the last thing I thought about. Like I graduated college. I was a poetry major. I graduated and was like, what do I do with my life? I lived a bunch of places. I had 10 different jobs. Like I was finding myself. Meanwhile, my friends were picking out dresses and planning out their like lives with another human being. So not only was it shocking, but nobody had prepared me that this was going to be my reality. Yeah, it really is crazy. So one thing I guess I want to start talking about is I I definitely want to hear about like being a bridesmaid for hire. What do you do? What does that consist of? How does somebody get involved? I know everyone who's listening to this is going to be like, well, Alana, like we're not getting married anytime soon, but I am genuinely curious. And then we're going to get into all the stuff that the single people are going to want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, people who are married will reach out to me and they will want to hire me as their bridesmaid. And what does that mean? That means that we create a fake backstory of how we know each other. That also means that I have a fake name and I literally am hired to be their friend, to be their support person, to be their champion. People hire me for multiple different reasons. Number one is that they don't have any close friends. And while that sounds sad, That's a big reality for people for many different reasons. 
And the second reason why people hire me is because they have friends, but their friends are a lot or they're causing drama or they're dropping out of the wedding and they want a professional to step in and help them. So I do everything a bridesmaid would do. I wear the dress. Sometimes I give the maid of honor speech. I help them with all of the pop-up problems they're experiencing. And then after the wedding, and this is the crazy part, I never see them again because a huge part of my role is that fake backstory of how we know each other. That's so crazy to think. And it's also so funny because I I mean, it totally makes sense. Like, I think at this point, the whole concept of like being a bridesmaid for someone, I think a lot of people like don't want to be their friend's bridesmaids because it ends up being so much work. And you also end up having to spend so much money. And then especially like for a maid of honor, yes, it is such an honor to be that for somebody. But do you like, do you even get to enjoy the wedding at that point? Like probably not because you're just worried about every little thing. Um, I actually had a friend call me recently and tell me this was after, um, a few weeks after she got engaged. She was like, I've been struggling to decide who to pick to be my maid of honor. And it's come down to you and ex friend. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be you, but I know you're going to be everyone's bridesmaid. And I know you're going to be so stressed and have so much on your plate. And I don't want to do that to you. So I'm going to ask her to be it instead of you. But of course, you're gonna be my bridesmaid. And I wanted you to know that And I was like, that is the nicest thing any friend has ever done for me. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I know this sounds crazy coming from me. But I think the idea of a bridesmaid is slowly fading out of style. And I think like in the next 10 years or so, we're going to not only redefine the role very different, but it's going to be a lot different than it is today. I think this idea of tapping your best friends and family members and asking them to take on this role that, by the way, when you say yes to it, you have no idea what to expect because every wedding is different. Every wedding expects something different of you. So you have no idea up front what to expect. Saying yes to that requires you to spend infinite time, infinite money, infinite resources on someone else's wedding. And I think it's creating a lot of tension in friendships, resentment in friendships, and also people getting married feel this pressure to have their friends do all of these things for them. So I actually think that the idea of a bridesmaid is going to shift, if not be extinct in the future. Yeah, that's a really good point that I feel like I haven't totally thought of, but I've almost been seeing. And I know it's like, you have to do there's the bachelorette party and and how much like that costs and i mean i've seen friends i've seen friendships end because somebody didn't choose somebody to be in their bridal party and oh yeah it's such an awkward situation to be in because like let's say let's say you and i are like really close friends and you're getting married and you did not ask me to be in your bridal party but i thought i was going to be a bridesmaid I'm going to be upset. Of course, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be comparing our friendship to the your friendship with every single other person that you did choose. And I'm going to be like, wait a second, I guess we think totally different things about our friendship. Was I even like close to being on the list? How did she think I'd be okay with this? But I'm not going to be able to bring it up to you because I can't be that selfish friend who's going to make your wedding and your choices about me. And I keep seeing that happening with my friends. And it's so stressful and anxiety producing. And it is truly like ruining friendships. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm guilty of it right now. In all honesty, I have a friend getting married and I honestly thought I would be a bridesmaid and I'm not a bridesmaid and I'm so upset about it. And you would think that I would be like, oh good, I get the day off. But I'm sitting here like questioning the friendship, everything you just said. But the truth is like, 
I think it should not be called bridesmaids anymore. Okay. I know this is against my business and my brand, but I don't think it should be called bridesmaids. I think what it should be instead is that you look at couple people in your life and you give them different honors, you give them different roles and that's it. And everybody else invited is still special to you and they're a guest. But I think, you know, it, it just reminds me of like middle school and being left out of these things with, you know, sleepovers and birthday parties. And that's sort of what it feels like. But then on the other hand, you have people who are like, please stop asking me to be a bridesmaid. I don't want to do it. But their friends don't know that. I mean, you were so lucky mm -hmm. your friend called you and said that. But some people, and this is how I started my business is because like distant friends would call me and ask me to be their bridesmaid, but we weren't even really good friends, but they knew I was good at it. And right. in their head, they were like, oh, Jen, she'll show up. She knows how to be a bridesmaid. She's awesome. Like, you know, and I was like, wait, what? I don't want to be your bridesmaid. So I think this is just like an unspoken truth in bridesmaids, friendships, relationships is like, we just do what we think we have to do. And that's a huge trend in weddings is everyone's like, I have to do these 15 things. But truthfully, right. like, put that aside, define the role how you want and approach it that way. Yeah. I mean, your wedding is supposed to be about celebrating love. It's not supposed to be this huge. Yes. It's, of course, it's stressful. You're planning an event. Like, of course, that's going to be stressful, but it's not supposed to be like, okay, like these friends are my top friends on like my top eight on my space and everyone else is less important. And I'm going to make, I'm, I want these people to feel special, but then they're going to have to spend all of their money on everything. They're going to have to wear dresses they don't want. And like, yeah, I feel like in the last like 10 years, people have moved into like, okay, just pick a color instead of like the exact to dress shape. And, and that's like one big stride, but there's so much that, that goes into it where I think what you, like you, you found a need and you fulfilled that need. And I think that's such an important thing, especially in the, the world of like weddings and, and so like getting married because of everything else that comes with that. So one question I have for you is what are some of the like wedding day disasters that you've run into that you've had to mitigate that you've had to save or are there, I mean, I guess people are coming to you. Like if they have cold feet, are they talking to you and, and how do you deal with that? Cause even for the listeners, like who might not be getting cold feet on their wedding day, we have doubts about yeah. the person we're dating or about whether or not we want to break up with somebody or go on another date. And so how do you be like, put yourself into that friendship role and, and really like therapist role sometimes and, and talk through that? You know, I think there's many things that people don't tell you the truth about in weddings that I've learned on the job. And one of those things is that a lot of the things you see in movies happen whether it's wedding crashers, whether it's a groom going missing, whether it's someone getting really drunk and starting a fight, like those things happen. And I've seen that. But I think like one of the toughest situations I was in, which has happened multiple times, is the cold feet. It is perfectly okay to be in a relationship and right before the wedding, question if this is right for you. And why I say that is because Wedding is almost like the diving board. And right before your wedding, you're about to climb to the edge of the diving board and jump off. That is what it feels like. And for some people, they're not ready to jump off. They question things or their goal was to get to the wedding, but they missed so many red flags or things that just don't feel right. And now it's all coming to the surface and that is okay. So there was a wedding once 
We're five minutes before the bride was going to walk down the aisle. She grabbed my arm, stuck me in a room and said, Jen, I don't like the groom. I don't want to do this. And in that moment, at first I froze. I didn't know what to do. I mean, all her guests were out there. The officiant was waiting her, you know, all her bridesmaids were like knocking on the door. But my role as this hired outsider is never to force you to do anything you don't want. It's to help you figure out what you do want and help you do that. So Mm -hmm. in her situation, I said, look, like you don't have to do this. I'll call us an Uber. We'll go get pizza. Like we'll run away. I can do that with you. However, I do feel that it will be an easier thing to do if you speak to the person you're getting married to rather than just running away. So I put them in a room together and they came to the conclusion that they were going to have a fake wedding where they were going to go along with it, not sign the wedding license. And after the party ended, they were going to go their separate ways. But I have been hired. I've been hired by people in the past who have hired me simply to help them end engagements because there's nobody else in their life they can ask for help because their friends might convince them to do it. And their family might call them all these names. And I don't care what you do. I just want you to do what really you want to do. So that was hard. And I think like, I've seen a lot that it, when I was single, it really influenced my perspective. I mean, I saw people marrying people for the wrong reasons. I saw people, you know, visibly upset on their wedding day because they knew it was the wrong person. I used to think weddings were fairy tales and happy occasions. And very soon on the job did I realize one thing nobody will tell you about a wedding. And all of you out there who have been bridesmaids will tell you this. You've seen this is that weddings are filled with so much emotion, so much chaos because Everyone in your life is there. Plus, you're making this decision that's kind of big, but also not at the same time, not that big. But a lot of that comes to the surface. And sometimes people getting married don't know how to deal with it. And they try to suppress it until the actual wedding day. Yeah. I love what you decided to do when you were like, don't talk to me about it. Talk to the person that you're about to marry. And I think that's so important. I think so often we talk to our friends, our coworkers, our family members, our therapists, like every single person, except for the person that this is about. Like if you're in a relationship, you have to communicate with your partner. And I know sometimes it's scary because you don't want to let them down. You don't want to change, like rock the boat, change the status quo. But if there's something that Matt, that is going to impact the two of you and your partnership and your relationship. Like that is your person that you need to be talking to. So I think it's that, I mean, that was definitely like really great that you did that shocked at the outcome. I mean, going through with the wedding to then like go their separate ways after that's crazy, but you know what, that's what they decided to do together. And they like, that's the decision that felt right to them. And I think it is crazy that people not crazy, but like crazy cool that people will reach out to you about how to end an engagement. And Yeah. I mean, what you said is really true that when you talk to friends, when you talk to family members, whoever it is, like everyone is going to have an opinion. And when you talk to some, like when you talk to someone, they're not really sure what their role is. Like if a friend came to me and said, I want to add my engagement, I, I really truly wouldn't know if that friend wants me to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Or are you sure? Like, no, you're just having doubts. You're just going through something like, let's work it out. Like you never know. And So that's really, really difficult. But I mean, that's incredible that you are that resource and that person who can help someone get through it. And of course, if they are contacting you, reaching out to you, hiring you to do that, they've made up their mind. Yeah. And I think like exactly what you said is, and this is always interesting and fascinating is 
people think they're coming to me for advice. People think they're hiring me because I'm some sort of bridesmaid expert, but really they're hiring me so that they can talk and admit their truth. Rarely do people ask me for my advice without already knowing what they want. You know, I had mm-hmm. this woman just call me right now. She's getting married. She has all these issues. I wrote down a whole game plan for her, but really all I did was listen and simply ask her, tell me more about that. Tell me what mm-hmm. you mean by that. Tell me what you want. And instantly she poured out all of these things and thanked me for helping her. I didn't help her. I just gave her a space where I wasn't going to tell her what to do. There's no such thing as advice because people are never going to listen to it. Instead, you know, if you have a friend who's coming to you with a problem with their relationship or uncertainty toward their wedding, it's going to feel shocking to you because this is a big elephant they're handing you, but you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to know what to tell them. You're not supposed to know the right advice. They're not going to listen to it anyway. Try to create that safe space where all you do is ask questions, where all you do is say, okay, tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? How do you, how are you feeling that way? What kind of situations could change this? Like just ask questions, almost like a good therapist, their truth will come out and they will feel a lot better. Yeah. And then like, they will be thanking you for helping them, like you said, but all you did was just help them get to their own answer for themselves. And and that's important because also you don't want to be the person who's like pushing an idea into their heads. And then if they like listen to and follow through with it and it ends up being the opposite of what they want, then they're going to go back and blame you for it, like unintentionally, but they're going to. So I think that's really, really wise advice that we all need to kind of put into practice when it comes to helping our friends through stuff. Um, One thing I, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, you know, I know there's a lot of single people who are listening to this and maybe you're feeling so much pressure because everyone in your life is getting engaged and getting married. And, you know, I hope that you know that even though you feel that pressure and it's the pressure's really there and it feels sort of bad in so many different ways, just know that the art of finding a person to marry is something that can't be rushed, can't be predicted and can't be on a timeline And I know that because I have seen so many people who have told me that they knew they were marrying the wrong person. This was something that changed everything about how I dated was this woman told me that when she was walking down the aisle, she knew that she was going to have to walk down an aisle again because this wasn't the right person. And all of these things I've learned on the job transformed how I dated from, I need to meet someone so that I can be like all my friends to, I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to get married to anybody until I know as much as I can know that this is the right person. And that took a lot of pressure off of me. I mean, just because I don't want to be negative, but just because everyone's getting married doesn't mean everyone's marriage is going to last. And that's also okay. So I think like if you are feeling pressured to catch up to your friends, obviously everyone's on a different timeline, but you can never judge anyone else's relationship. Worry about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is so true. I mean, it, it's so difficult because everywhere we like look on TV, there are shows like The Bachelor. There are shows like 90 Day Fiance. There's everything on social media. It's all about getting engaged, getting to the wedding, getting married. But it's like, what is the rush? Yeah. Like there truly is no rush unless, I mean, unless like you really have that like biological clock ticking and you know, you want to like, have kids right now and not have to do IVF or anything. And like, that's your goal, then yes, maybe you're a little more rushed, even though there are a lot of other ways to do it. And you don't have to truly be rushed because it's 2021. Um, But it's like, if you rush to get engaged, if you rush to get married, you're going to miss out on so many like positive 
beautiful moments that can happen along the way. You know, it's not like once you get married, then your whole relationship, your whole life is going to be like 20 times, 200 times better. Like, no, it's going to be the same relationship. But like, I just think we're so obsessed with like titles and the ring and having that wedding so that people can know, like we figured it all out, but that's not what it means. You know, it's not. And you know, I got married this March and after I got married, I started to think to myself, what is the point of marriage? This is a little weird. Like I was rushing. I'm not that I was rushing, but once I met the person who I, I was really feeling like the right person, I was like, let's go. And it didn't happen fast. It took him six freaking years. But now that we're married, I question out loud to him constantly. What's the point of being married? If I can go back in time, I probably wouldn't be married to you. I would just coexist with you because truthfully, there are benefits to getting married but there's also not. And I think actually like my opinion on marriage has changed. And here's what I do think. I think a lot of people are obsessed with, okay, I found the right person. Let's get going. But then they go through that process of engagement and wedding and they suddenly learn it's a lot more stressful than they thought. And then what they learn after they get married is now what? And that's a huge question. And I think like the first years of marriage are actually some of the hardest for a couple in their entire relationship. I mean, we've been together six years. This has been the hardest and worst year of our lives, not because things have changed, but things get more serious and things do change in some ways. But the first years of marriage include a lot of depression, a lot of questioning, a lot of uncertainty. It's a time when some couples even get divorced because they realize that a lot of things are off. So you know, it's easy for me to say now that I'm married, but it really is the truth that rather than rushing to some finish line, there's never a finish line in any relationship. You're always going to be going for what's next. Figure mm-hmm. out what's making you happy right now and, and stick close to that. Absolutely. Because also it's like, if you like, great, you get engaged and you're like, okay, now we have to plan a wedding. Then you don't even get to enjoy being engaged because you're stressed, you're busy, you're just wedding planning. Like yeah. it's, it it seems like it's this we're obsessed with the idea of it, but then when it actually happens, it's like, well, shit, like, what did we do that for? And I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like, I remember graduating high school or like finishing camp and being like, I thought I'd feel so different, so much older, so much more mature, so much more ready for whatever coming is coming next. Like, and then graduating college, I thought I would feel different. And I remember like my friends who have been getting engaged, like the next day or the next week, I'm talking to them and they're like, I don't feel any difference. Like, wait, like I was crying over needing this to happen and now it happened. And it's just like, oh, okay. There's just a ring on my finger now. Now we have to like be stressed. It's like anything in life. We always want the end, but once we get the end, it's never what we thought. And it comes with a whole lot of other problems and questions and challenges. And, you know, I think one of the best things that I did because I learned this the hard way of my job is that after Adam and I got engaged, I sat down and was like, look, there's a list of 10 things that we need to do. Number one, we need to meet with a divorce lawyer because I want to make it very clear what could happen if this doesn't work. Number two, I want to meet with a marriage therapist and I want to find out what are the things couples have to do once they get married. Number three, I want to meet with a financial planner and say, hey, here's everything we have. What do we do? We don't want to combine finances. What do, how do we make this work? So I think a smart way of looking at the engagement time is to challenge the relationship and to challenge it in ways that I, that are having tough conversations that are talking about 
the realities that will come when marriage comes. Cause it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be, okay, now that we're married, do we file taxes together? Now that we're married, um, you know, what changes legally? Like these are things that you want to know, but not many people talk about before they get married. Yeah. I think that's amazing and, and brilliant the way you went about it and something that couples need to be doing. And I want to mention that while you were doing all of that planning, the, I guess, marriage planning, you were letting people plan your wedding. If you want to get into that a bit. (laughs) Yeah. I want to say that like, I, I talk this talk, but Adam, my now husband is never up for any of this. Like if you think he willingly went to a divorce lawyer, if you think he (laughs) willingly allowed people to vote on our wedding, He's, he, he like never wants any part of it, but just is very agreeable. But after I got engaged, I started to see two things. Number one was that everyone in my life had an opinion and everyone's opinion tried to make my opinions feel like they were bad or they didn't matter. Like I only wanted pizza at my wedding. That was my only thing I wanted. And everyone in my life was embarrassed by that and willing to like do anything that was possible to offer chicken and salmon instead so mm-hmm. eventually after, after everyone in my life trying to tell me to do something I didn't want, plus every stranger seeing my ring, asking if I was engaged, telling me to elope, to not get married, to get married here, to have bridesmaids. Like literally, I felt like everyone was trying to tell me things. I just surrendered and I built this website, Finally the Bride, and I let people vote on my wedding. And I, I really did plan an entire wedding based on their votes. Of course, the pandemic happened and we had to cancel the entire wedding, but, um, taking the pressure off of planning a wedding was amazing for someone like me who has been to hundreds of weddings who truthfully didn't know what they wanted or if they even wanted anything. And thanks to the pandemic, Adam and I threw out every wedding plan we ever had. And we ended up getting married on a sidewalk outside of the coffee shop. We had our first date with three friends and the rest over zoom and a bunch of New York strangers who like completely crashed all the pictures. And it was nothing that we ever wanted or expected, but it was what it was. And it was perfect. So you know, for a person like me who was so indecisive, but then had everyone telling me what to do, I just gave up. Yeah. Wow. I like, I almost have tears in my eyes about how like the sidewalk outside of the first date and, and all that. I mean, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. And obviously everyone's plans were completely thrown out the window, but you made the most of it. And it, like you said, it was not what you wanted, but it was perfect. And I think that's, a really big thing where it's like, you have to be happy about the fact that you're getting married, that you are like promising to be with this person, that this is the person for you to a point where like, if you did not have a wedding, like that it doesn't matter. Cause it's not about the wedding. It's about spending your life with somebody and people forget yeah. that. People forget that. I mean, I always ask everyone who hires me the questions that maybe no one else is asking them like, Hey, why are you doing this? Why are you putting on this wedding? And the pandemic was an interesting time because everyone had to postpone their wedding. And some people were so unhappy with that to the point that their relationship ended because it was all about the wedding. And some mm-hmm. people were just so unhappy with that because again, they thought they had to move toward this finish line. And then other people were like, yeah, I- I'm unhappy about it, but I'm moving on with my life. And no matter how you have viewed that perspective, that's okay. But, you know, I do think like 
we get, we get sort of swept into all of these things we have to have. Like, this is my pet peeve about weddings is everyone thinks they have to have the same things. You have to wear white. You have to do this. You have to do that. Let me tell you, you actually don't have to do anything except sign a legal document. That's the only thing you legally have to do if you want to be legally married. Everything else is yours. You could get married in an ice skating ring, wearing purple with nobody there. Like you literally can do whatever you want. And I want more people to normalize that because it takes the pressure off and it allows you to realize that the reason why you're throwing this expensive party is because you met another human being in this world who you enjoy enough that you want to legally combine your life with. And that is amazing. Go off and celebrate that. Leave all of the traditions to the side unless they matter to you. Yeah, it's so true. And it's so funny that what you said, like the one thing that you have to do, the only thing you have to do is sign a piece of paper. And that doesn't even happen at the wedding. Isn't that so weird? Like it literally happens in a courtroom or in our situation, it happened over Zoom where we like had to like docu-sign the marriage license with a stranger, you know? So like, it's just, it's hilarious. But that... At its that boil down is what getting married is. The rest is literally up to you. You don't have to spend thirty thousand dollars. You don't have to invite your third cousin you never want to see again. Like you don't have to do any of this. And I just want people to know that. And people listening who are not getting married but have friends venting to them, you can literally say to them like, "So why are you doing this? Why do you think mm-hmm. you need this?" And let them know that every decision they make, they're always going to piss people off. There's always yep. going to be a family member who's like, "How dare you have pizza?" But if pizza meant the world to you, then you better have pizza. Hell yeah. I forgot to go to the gym this morning. And by forgot, I mean that I thought about it and decided that I didn't want to do it. Then I felt really bad for myself about not doing it. But then I realized, you know what? There are other ways to be physically and mentally healthy. And that is one of the reasons why I really love Mindset Wellness CBD's health gummies. Health is about balance and being well-rounded and feeling like you are prioritizing your health and wellness. And health gummies really help you feel balanced, feel healthy. And obviously we all know there's nothing better than feeling like our best selves. So highly recommend the health gummies. Head to mindsetwellness.com, grab yours. And of course, code seeing other people at checkout gets you 10% off and free shipping. Okay. So let's get into the part that you went through where all of your friends were getting engaged and you were not anywhere near that. Because I know that is something that a lot of people are experiencing, especially right now. Like I said, every time we refresh Instagram, there are a million new engagements. And I know it's a really isolating feeling. And especially it's one thing when it's strangers, when you see people getting engaged on social media, on TV, whatever. But it's another thing when it's all of your friends and it's everyone in your life. It seems like they're, they're moving forward. They are getting to that next step. And you start to question like, what's wrong with me? Why does nobody love me? Like, is this ever going to happen for me? So how did you get through that? And what, what advice do you have for anyone who's going through that? I just want everyone to visualize like how true this was for me that by like the last, you know, like some of the weddings I ended up going to where they tossed the bouquet and they were like, all right, all the single women, I used to be the only one on the dance floor where I would just be like, can you just please hand this to me? Because this has become like a show. That was my reality for a lot of my 20s. And it was brutal. It was horrible. I was always sat at like the singles table. I was always like, people were plotting who I was going to meet. And it was rough. And 
I tried everything. I tried out for The Bachelor three times. My mom ended up like she was managing my dating profile for a while. I hired a matchmaker. I tried everything. And at many points when all of my friends were not only getting married, but they had moved on to having their first kid and I couldn't have a relationship. I couldn't even get to the second date. It hit me that I'm never going to stop comparing my life to them. That's never going to be a thing. But instead of comparing my life to them, I decided to almost make a commitment to what I wanted my life to be and to look like. And I did question why I was still single, but you're never going to get an answer to that question. So when people would ask me, because this was my pet peeve, was going to a Thanksgiving dinner and someone saying, Jen, like, why, why are you still single? As if like that was like groundbreaking to them. I would always say, not sure, but you want to know something else that I just did? I just ran my first 5K and that was super hard for me. Like I would change the subject with another accomplishment because I think people in our world put this pressure on us to not be single, to be married. And I'm not quite sure why, but the truth is like, I want to normalize reacting to that question with other accomplishments in your life that you are so proud of. I can't tell you, like when we got engaged and married, I know this is like silly, but I got more Facebook likes and text messages and things than when I published my first book, which was honestly a lot harder than getting married and meeting Adam. You know, like when I published my first book, I got half of the attention I got when I posted that I got married, you know? And it's like, to me, honestly, publishing my book, doing a lot of the things in my life were, were more meaningful to me than getting married. That's just how I feel. So that's sort of how I started to look at it was like, I can't compare and contrast my life with my friends. If I want to do that, then I'm going to pick anybody and marry them and I won't be happy. So instead, what does make me happy? Let me pursue that while still actively trying to date. And it was hard. Like I said, I was always a single one. I never got a plus one at any of these weddings. And a lot of my friends who got married and had kids, eventually we had sort of part ways because we had nothing in common. And it got weird. I was somebody who I honestly thought I would never meet somebody because I find myself, I think of myself as this complicated person with a lot going on. And I thought I was never, ever, ever going to meet anybody. And I was convinced of that. So I think you don't know how your future is going to end. I think if you do want to meet somebody and you continuously just try, something's going to happen. Yeah. It's like you want the spoiler that you're going to end up with somebody just to know. And and the yeah. truth is like most people like you are probably going to end up with somebody, yeah. but it's, it's waiting and, and knowing that it's going to happen rather than like, it, like I, I, my friends and I would always say this to each other when we were like single and, and be, being like everyone else is in relationships. Like if we wanted to be in a relationship, we could find somebody to be in a relationship with, but that person that we just go out there and find like, to be in a relationship with is not going to be the person that we actually want to be in a relationship with that is right for us. And like you said, it's like, like marriage is celebrating the fact that there's like one per human being on this earth that you want to build a life with and like be with forever. And to find that one human being is so not easy. And yes, some people are going to find it sooner than you. Great for them. That's okay. In the meantime, think about all the things that you're doing on your own for yourself that are amazing. Like you said, like you published a book, you ran a 5k, like you were figuring out these things that you wanted to do and you were going and doing them. And yeah. like with me, every time I was heartbroken, yeah, it fucking sucked. And I hated being alone. I hated feeling lonely. I hated feeling like nobody was going to love me, but I ended up 
starting seeing other people. I worked at Hinge. I started dating sucks. I have done all of these things that I never imagined I would do for myself. And I, those things would not have happened had I just been in a relationship, you know? And yeah. I, I think it's something that we forget because we just, we put so much pressure on the fact that we need to find somebody and we need to move forward with our lives with somebody else. But like, think about who you are and all the things that you can do for yourself. Yeah. I also think like timing is a lot of it because, you know, I always think about Adam and I think about if I had met him two or three years earlier, it, it wouldn't have worked. I think like I had to go through some very tough heartbreaks. I had to date the wrong people and then date that same wrong person three other times and then date his like, practically his twin yep. to realize like I had enough. And you know, how I met Adam is interesting because after I had dated one of those very wrong people who I was in love with, that person had decided to move to Thailand. And at the time I was working from home, I said to him, oh, you're moving to Thailand? I'll move with you. Ah. And he said to me, <laughs> he said to me, Jen, you're not invited. Not only are you not invited, but you're always that single girl. You'll probably be single when I get back. And there was this Ooh. light switch that went off in my head that I thought, Jen, you have to cut this bullshit out of your life. It's almost like I like to compare it to the metaphor of like, you know, when like your closet is just like has exploded, everything's on the floor. It's so messy. And you go like that for like a couple of weeks until one moment you're like, I can't take this anymore. I had an I can't take this anymore moment in the middle of the street in New York City. And that changed everything for me. That's when I did my experiment where I went on all these dates in one month and ultimately met Adam. But I look back at the wrong people. I look back at the heartbreak. I look back at some of the most painful moments where I just couldn't believe they didn't love me anymore. And I look back and think all of that had to happen. It had to happen to make this happen right now. And I'm not grateful for it. I don't wish that upon anybody, but you almost have to think if you're in it, just think it had to happen because it will teach you so much when you meet that right person. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think one of the most important things in dating is finding out what you don't want and what and who doesn't work for you. Because if you don't go through that, if you don't experience that and and learn that, then you're not going to know what's right for you. And there could be somebody that is right for you right in front of you. And you're not going to know because you yeah. haven't learned it yet. And you haven't learned what you do need and what kind of emotional support you need and the type of person you want to call when something amazing happens, but also something terrible and tragic happens. You know, like you're not going to know those things until you figure out what you don't want and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's so important to just look at yourself and realize that all of the things that happen to you in your life, the things that don't make sense, the things that shape you and the things that really break you down, they're all going to come back in a way to make your life better later on. And I think about this with careers. You know, I had a series of very odd jobs before I became an entrepreneur. I worked in PR. I was all these things and I was, I didn't like them. It wasn't for me, but all those skills I learned in those jobs have significantly helped me in my life as an entrepreneur. And it's the same thing with you. I mean, if you think your life's off path, your career's off path, your, your dating history is like so embarrassing. That's okay. Like look at all of that. And I promise you, it's going to come back to help you in the future. You just don't know how. Two million percent. I, 
I couldn't agree with that more. And I could not have said it better myself. I think all of that is so true. And it's so hard to see in the moment. And that's why it's important to kind of take a step back. And if you're struggling with something right now, like take a step back and and think about everything else you've struggled with, because this is not the first time you've struggled with something. This is not the first difficult period you've gone through. But think about all the other things you've gone through. And you've gotten through all of those and you're better for it. And this is no exception to that. The same thing is going to happen. You're going to get through it. It's going to take time. It's going to hurt. It's going to be okay. And I think that's something that it's so hard to see in the moment, but it's something that you just have to remind yourself and, and be sure of. One last thing I, I definitely want to ask, because I know sometimes our friends end up dating people and getting engaged to people, getting married to people that we aren't the biggest fans of, or we don't think is necessarily the right person for them. And I'm wondering in your experience and with what you've seen and even if maybe you were a bridesmaid or maid of honor for hire and you met the, like you didn't, you really didn't think that the person was right for the other person or whatever. Like, how do you navigate that? Is there ever a time or a place as a friend where you can put your opinion in? If so, how do you go about those conversations? I I just think it's a really difficult situation that nobody knows how to navigate. Yeah. And I think it's tough because it's never, it's always situational, right? So if the friend's in danger, if you know something that the friend needs to know, because if they don't know it, it's going to hurt them, then you could find a way to tell them. So what I mean by that is like, if you know the person's cheating, if you know the person maybe has like an unhealthy addiction that they're secretly um, going through and and the person doesn't know that they're marrying, like there's time and place to say, okay, I have to step up. I have to say something because if not, my friend is walking into fire. But understand that that's shocking to the person. So they might take it out on you. So you have to understand that that's a risk that's going to happen when you do step up and say something is that your friendship might temporarily be on pause or be hurt by this. So that's number one. But number two, one thing I have learned is that it is very difficult to understand a relationship from the outside. There are many couples who I see getting married and I think they are not going to last a minute, but you honestly never, ever know. So if you just, if you see your friend with someone and you're like, I don't know, I thought she'd end up with someone else, or I don't know, I thought he would like be with someone who treated her this way. You don't really know what's happening inside of anyone's relationship. So it's tough to judge. But again, if someone is in danger or you do know something and you do feel like it is worthwhile to say it please say it, but just know that it's not going to be received with a smile and a hug. And your friendship might be restrained for a little bit of time. Yeah, it's tough because it's kind of like the the shoot, always like shoot the messenger type of thing where it's like, I mean, I recorded an episode recently about cheating. And if you know that your friend's significant other is cheating on them, it's like, do you tell them they're going to be mad at you if you do? And they're not going to want to talk to you for a while if you do but you, they're your friend and you care about them and they need to know. And it's, it's so hard because you end up putting like, uh, you end, it's like you did it to yourself almost, but you had to do it. And I think sometimes like friendships truly are ruined because you decide to be the messenger of this terrible piece of information. But I think ultimately if the friendship is strong enough and and in time, like it will be okay and your friendship will be okay. But it is really tough. I mean, I can think about friends who told me things that I didn't want to hear. And I, I know, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like I know some of our friendships haven't been the same since, but because like you, you automatically associate that with them. Or when you think about them, you think about that. And it's really tough. 
And I think too, you know, there's people who you might say, Hey, by the way, like your significant other is cheating on you. I have proof here it is. And they might say, okay. And they're going to stay with them anyway, because look, not not everyone's going to end a relationship because of this bad news. So I think also letting them know like, Hey, I have something I want to share with you, but I also want to let you know that no matter what you decide either way, like I am going to support you. I'm going to have your back trying that method. Because if you just drop that on them, like, Hey, um, I saw him at a club cheating on you and you have to get out of this. Now you're putting like, you're dropping news on them and you're putting pressure on them when honestly, yes. maybe that's okay with them. So I think also prefacing it, like, I'm, I want to tell you this because I feel like I have to, but I also want you to know that no matter what you decide, if you decide to pretend this doesn't exist, I support you. Yeah. And who knows, maybe, maybe your friend cheated first and this was revenge. <laughs> like, you never right. know. <laughs> right, you don't um, know before we from outside. <laughs> Before we go, Jen, you have a podcast called You're Not Getting Younger. And I want to turn the tables and ask you to answer the question. You're not getting any younger. So blank. Okay. Thank you. Because no one's, I've been doing this for four years. No one's ever asked me that question. So thank you. And I have to think you're not getting any younger. So stop being so scared of yourself. Start owning up to who you are, what you want and how you're going to make that happen. Cause in the end, single, married, divorced, whatever your status is, you're the only person in this world who's ever going to fight for you and stand up for you and have your back. So start owning up to who you are and never give up on that. I love it. That was perfect. Jen, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute blast. I think this is one of my favorite episodes. I'm not going to lie. And I don't always say that. Like this truly is like, this was so great. Where can everyone find you? Where can everyone check out what you do? Listen to your podcast, read your books, all that. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I love, even though I'm married, I love listening to it because I have single friends and I want to support them. And you can find out more about me, jenglance.com, bridesmateforhire.com, on Instagram, at jenglance. All my books are on Amazon. All my friends are engaged. Always a bridesmaid for hire. And finally, the bride. And thank you so much again for having me. Amazing. Thank you so much. And to everyone who tuned in, make sure you're following Seeing Other People. Make sure you give a five-star rating and review. Make sure you go check out all of Jen's stuff and give her five-star ratings and reviews wherever you can. And I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>